What is up, everyone? Welcome to L2R2, a PlayStation podcast. My name is Fonzie. I'm joined by my co-host, Cal Monroe from Across the Pond. Cal Monroe, how are you doing? I, I dig, I'm digging that Back to the Future mug you just showed off there for a second. How you been? Yeah, yeah, not bad at all. I, I just seen um, the, my head sort of shining the light off of uh, into the camera. A little bit. Apologies for, <laughs> for the flashbang there, but, uh, but yeah, no, I've been good. Yeah, as I said, just before I got a little bit of a of a, of a cold, it seems. Um, and it always, it's always a little bit disappointing when it's not COVID because it's like just a bit boring. But <laughs> yeah, um, just a regular standard sickness. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. Other than that, um, yeah, all good. Nice, nice. You, I see some books back there. What you've been reading? Or maybe it's a journal. Uh, oh, they're actually um, some framed photos that I haven't uh, ah. decided where, where to put up yet. I've just been sort of like trying to rearrange some things. Uh, my room's not not too big, so I've got to try and like be pretty resourceful in how I how I how I put things around. So just a work in progress. But um, but yeah, no, I, I've I've managed to put most of my books into the living room. We've got like a, a sort of a shelving unit where we've we've sort of combined uh, our, our books together and um but yeah so yeah they, they do look they do look kind of bookish but but no unfortunately not. Gotcha. You know what uh, you mentioned your smaller room now. Um we before we because we just moved out as well to this now smaller place, but the place before had a lot of room. And before that it was also we were in a smaller apartment and I went down this YouTube rabbit hole of just like people from new york the way they would like rearrange their rooms because it's it's famous you know for how super expensive it is and the tiny uh little space that you get so i'd go down just watching these and they're kind of addicting like the way they would uh move stuff around and like find cool products that would unlock all this space uh, but then as soon as we moved into the new spot where we had all this room i was like screw that you know i'm gonna you know freaking just set this one um, you know, just in my controller in its own room, just so I, because I have the room for it, but now I'm going back to that. It's like, okay, how did they do this stuff? How did we go back to conserving space? But, uh, yeah, they're cool videos. And it also seems insane that regular people can live in New York cause it's so expensive for what you get. It's like, it's nuts. Yeah. It's definitely a similar kind of uh, situation here in Brighton where, uh, everything is just so expensive. Everyone's crammed into like little buildings and uh, apartment blocks and everything. But um, but yeah, no, the, one one of the rooms is uh, one of the bedrooms is is pretty big. But um, I said to like my friend before we moved in, I was like, I don't really mind um, too much about about I'm too fussy about the bedroom just because yeah, like I said to you before, it's I just come in here to sleep or or go on my computer, so I don't right. really need too much room. In fact, the less room, the better. It's less room to get from my desk to my bed. So <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> you can just you know set up in a closet basically. Then if you want, you can just you know sleep upright yeah I was, I was actually thinking um i know you can get those beds that like go up onto the onto the wall yeah um, and that that would save me screen. but then i don't know what i'd do with all the the the, the extra room i've got nothing else to like you have a dance like, party i don't know <laughs> VR. VR yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's cool well what you've been uh up to watching playing what you've been doing this week um, so the, the week itself was uh, pretty busy. We had the uh, develop conference and awards that, which is hosted in Brighton. So a lot of um, sort of uh, games industry people were, were around and people from like all the other Sumo studios came down to visit uh, the Brighton studio, which is quite nice. But nice. Um, it did mean that I went out for some uh, drinks on Thursday night, which uh, could be related to why I don't feel too well still on this <laughs> yeah. Sunday. Um, and also why I've had a pretty relaxed uh, Halloween weekend. Um, so yeah, so I've been, been pretty busy with that. Uh, but other than that, yeah, I've been playing some more Bioshock 2 and Back for Blood, uh, same as last week. Um, but I've also been trying out Resident Evil 4 on uh, the Oculus, which uh, has been fun. Uh, I, like hope I, don't, like, I hope I still don't have like the lines from, <laughs> from wearing the headset. Yeah, it's great. Uh, it's um, I mean, it, you, you know, you, you know that how, how many times I've, read, I've played that game before. But so I think that kind of makes it even better in some ways because it's kind of, it's just such like a different way to experience something I've experienced before. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm loving it. It's um, really really impressive. Um, plays really well, um, and yeah, just the the sort of different things it, it has um, to to try and sort of like. Let you customize your experience and everything uh, is is really really good and um yeah really really enjoying it 
Are you, um, as far as the controls go, are you kind of teleporting around? Are you uh, playing around with like the different movement options? I'm not sure what they actually offer you. Yeah, so I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of the, the whole teleporting thing. I know it helps people who get motion sick, um, but I don't seem to have that problem yet. Um, but I think, and I've said before, you know, I love Resident Evil 7 where you still move around with the analog sticks and everything. So, um, yeah, I've been using the just the move around with the, the left stick and, um, and it's got that sort of like fixed um, right stick sort of camera movement as well if you don't want to have to like keep actually physically turning around. So, um so yeah that, that that's been working well um i think i haven't tried the, the teleporting yet but um if i you know if i start feeling feeling really sick then i might have to look into that um but the, the part i've just done uh where you where you fight the big fish in the water mm. um, on the boat that was um that, that was the closest i've come to feeling a little bit a bit ill from it <laughs> just because you've you know you've got the boat being like dragged in these like different angles and you're trying yeah. to like aid whilst it's being so that that was a bit um of a strange sensation but um, but yeah no I, i've been really enjoying the the sort of is it, they call it locomotion is that what they like refer to the setting sure as? I think um, so. yeah yeah I, I think that 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 feels sort of correct to to me um i mean i haven't tried the teleports that might feel great too but i think it's nice being able to like have good control over movement especially if like need to back up from enemies and, and reload and and everything like that because that's probably the hardest part so far is you know having to like bolt your rifle after every shot or pump your shotgun or uh, actually reload your weapons uh is can be quite difficult if there's enemies like closing in on you so being able to have like that control over your movement is 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 handy in those situations yeah, you mentioned I totally forgot that uh, we're on the boat fighting the fish. So I can't imagine VR is already nauseating enough. But you add now we're on a virtual boat moving around like that's <laughs> sounds like a nightmare. But it also could add to how tense that that boss battle is. But especially all the footage I've seen is mainly like in the first village when you get in there and they seem to still throw the same amount of enemies at you. And I imagine it's way more tense having them just like bombard you, you know, in a VR, like first person setting. Is it way more tense now playing it? Yeah, definitely. It makes you a bit more conscious of some of the things that uh, they do to like make it a bit more uneasy as well. Like I've noticed a lot more so when you go to certain areas that enemies will spawn from where you entered the area. Um, so you'll be, so for example, a good example bit is just after you get to the church, um, so near, near sort of the, the fish fight, um, you, you sort of go into a swamp and like there's these like little docks and things. Um, and as you sort of get further into there and you start fighting enemies, it just starts sending enemies from from the the like the entrance area. Mm. So which is horrible in VR where you can like easily look over your shoulder and you see all these <laughs> enemies coming. And you're like, right, I need to like try and you know back myself into a corner here and um, sort of try and try and do that. But um, yeah, it's. Uh, it's definitely interesting to 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 play and and you know like you said it does seem like they've only showed areas from the the, the beginning so i'm really really excited to uh try out you know like going to the castle and you know all these different different places that because because resident evil 4 does have so many different locations and different kind of areas and enemies and and things that don't come to later in the game so i'm really really curious to see not just how that is, but also how I react <laughs> to it, because I've already had a few times where I've I've sort of jumped out my skin, um, where you know an enemy sort of surprised me from behind, or I've turned around to see an enemy I thought I'd killed or something. So, um, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's really really great. I mean, if you're a fan of of Resident Evil Four, it's and just VR games in general, it's you know it, it's a must play. Yeah, this one has me just really you know debating buying a oculus 2 because man i want to play this and uh you mentioned you know experiencing stuff uh in a new light or you know with some of the stuff coming forward like in the castle there's also that boss battle with is it el gigante that huge giant dude so that in vr has got to be nuts although there's that that minecart level eventually where you're in the cart and it's just uh that part was really hard to remember that so i i wonder how that's going to be physically you're in the cart too like in first person um, can you, I know in that first village, you know, you have the villagers throwing axes and whatnot at you. You could always, you were able to shoot them out of the sky as they throw them. Can you kind of dodge it all? Like, do they, uh, they take into account like your physical movement and you can just avoid, uh, attacks by physically moving around? Yeah, you can, you can sort of move, move out the way of things now, uh, like projectiles and, and things like that. Um, which is definitely helpful. Um, 
but yeah, that I, I I've sort of noticed that it is maybe because of things like that, it is maybe a little bit easier, and also just the mm. fact that you can actually aim normally without having to worry about the janky like aiming controls of the original. Um, that that's quite nice as well. Um, so yeah, there are there are certain things that the VR adds that maybe makes it a little bit of an easier experience too. Um, but then I'm sure that that, that might be the opposite in in certain areas as well um but i i, I one thing I, I wanted to mention as well was i think this is the only thing i've i've noticed that they've changed about the game is that when you're fighting the fish instead of because I, I was i was actually thinking about that part before i got to it about how you'd be like throwing harpoons like a shoulder because uh, i was actually worried i was going to like hit the light or something but um, oh yeah they've actually changed it so you get like a harpoon gun and you can like put the harpoons like in the end of the barrel um when you're on the Makes boat sense. so i'm not sure how many other things they've changed like, stop people from smashing things in in their in their house but um right. but yeah there, there's there, i've i've noticed you know some some little little changes here and there gotcha yeah i'm not looking forward to hearing the president's daughter whine in my ear in vr that's part that i'm hoping that will transfer over um, but I, I noticed uh, from watching gameplay again, um, all the there's a lot of things that they couldn't you know replicate in, in VR, and they just show you it like in a almost like a third person kind of view. Like I think when you look into your menu, it's third person, and then when you do some of the action sequences, like when you barrel roll or jump out of a window, it just shows you that animation. How does that feel? Does that kind of take you out of the experience? Do they do that? Do they do that well? Uh, yeah, I mean it's it's a little bit jarring at first, but it's not it's not too bad. I think the the main problem is that there's like two different versions of of it where if you're doing something like jumping out of a window or if you kick an enemy um then it will just like take you out of you know leon's eyesight and and just do it in like third person and same with the teleport i believe um when when you teleport it like zooms out and what shows him running um but then there's some things where if you uh, like if you're watching a cutscene or something like that it will actually show you like a screen and it does the same when you're so if you remember in the, in the original that there's parts where you have to like smash buttons really quickly like if you're running from the boulder or if you get grabbed and or or in the fish part you have to swim back to the boat um and again that bit it, it sort of puts you in this like strange concrete like cylinder room okay um, and you have to like shake the controllers so there seems to be like two different ways of um showing things that it hasn't um incorporated properly which is a little bit strange but um, it's nothing, you know, game breaking, uh, yeah. and it's understandable because they've already, you know, done a huge amount of work to get it playable in, in this way. And, um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those like understandable things that they can be a little bit strange the first time you see it. Gotcha. Yeah. I've seen some of that going in, uh, watching footage. So I would know that, you know, and be prepared for that, like playing the game. And yeah, it seems like it's, that's something they just have to do. You know, that there's, there's, uh, the way the cutscenes work, they just can't rework that. And uh, from what I've read, they've built this entire game again in uh, Unreal Engine 4. And it seems like they they perfectly replicated the environment and everything that's going on. Um, it's pretty nuts. Yeah, I cannot wait to play this game. Um, it also makes me curious if if maybe it's on the books to do an RE2 remake in VR, RE3 remake in VR. That could be really, really cool. That's maybe a more updated work they've done on the engine, on the RE engine, that maybe that could transfer over you know, even easier, but uh, that'd be absolutely nuts. And I can't wait for that as a possibility. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would no, no way be able to play that. Uh, yeah, it'd be awesome if that happened. But yeah, that I think Resident Evil 4 is like, is is the line. Because, um, yeah, I mean, not only because Resident Evil 2 just looks so horrifically like real and like grotesque, but also just that police station, there's just something about it. I wouldn't want to see it so up close and be so immersed in it um that would that would not be nice <laughs> yeah that's true it's like it's right on that line where i think they match the action and what you're doing to where you're not fully scared the entire time but yeah it's a whole nother level when you're in vr um that reminds me i did play i tried to play this scary game and i thought about streaming it it's called visage it's on xbox and playstation there is a ps5 update coming soon but um, it's this kind of it's almost like a love letter to pt so the beginning is very much like pt um, where you're in a room, you're locked in this house, uh, rather, and there's a radio that's talking to you. There's some kind of stuff going on. I think you like murdered your family possibly. So you have to kind of unravel what the mystery is. And I couldn't get very far. Like I was attempting to play it 
And I, I think I spent like 10 minutes in there and it's like, nope, because there's every, you have to stay in the light to like, uh, to keep your sanity and lights are flickering around you and you have to like replace light bulbs. You're basically like a handyman for the first part of the game. Cause you're just replacing light bulbs as you go around the room to stay alive. But, um, I didn't even see a ghost. It was just like that creepy already that I was like, I'm out. I, I can't do this, but I got it on game pass. So it was just, you know, jumped in, played it. And, um, but yeah, I was trying to play a scary game. And I could not do it. That's the good thing about Game Pass is you can, you know, not only jump into games, but you can also jump out very yeah. quickly without without any sort of worries. <laughs> In this case, yeah, I quickly uh, pieced out of there. But I did play two. Uh, there's, it's now across the board. It's a, it's a Ubisoft game. It's on all the different consoles, but it's called uh, Riders Republic. And it's this, mm. I don't know if you saw any footage. They've had various like betas uh, throughout the weeks, but it finally came out. And it's pretty cool. It's uh, you're snowboarding, you're skiing and mountain biking and you can once you unlock it you can flip on the fly between all these so as you're riding down a hill you can press a button and just switch to a mountain bike or snowboard and it's really cool it's it's kind of weird uh, as far as like the there's that same ubisoft bugginess to it the story is kind of over the top and like everyone's you know they they somehow have enough money to just live on this mountain and and ski board and or or a ski and snowboard forever and it's just they're they're over the top uh caricatures of like extreme sports people but it's pretty fun i've been playing that um for a little while now um but yeah as far as games that's really all i've been playing i'm excited that you're going through re4 vr i'm really really want to play that yeah i'm actually shocked that i've got as far as i have as well because I, I assumed that i would like jump in get to like i don't know maybe the chainsaw guy and then just yeah no and then just be completely done but they, they, it's it's just testament to the to the the core game i guess that normally if it's a vr game that just in general that like involves any hint of like scariness then like I'll, I'll really struggle to play it but it's just so much fun and i'm just so intrigued as to like to, to sort of keep going and keep keep seeing what it's like so um yeah I'll, I'll i'm sure i'll i'll get further i'm still not gonna say for sure i'll finish it yet but uh just because i know what's coming but um yeah it's uh it's great i, I definitely recommend if you can you know and i know it's excuse exclusive for the quest too but you know, if, if, if the opportunity arises, I definitely uh, recommend it. Have you, well, we'll end on the VR stuff, but with the Oculus 2, I'm curious, uh, playing with that, do you notice a difference in how it fits on your face? I know they made some adjustments to like weight displacement. Is it any more comfortable on that versus the regular Oculus? Uh, I'm not sure, really. Um, I mean, I, I, I did use the Quest 1, but I can't really remember it enough to make like a direct comparison, but um i mean you'd hope that it, it would be um just because obviously that they they'd they'd be able to they, they would not want to iterate onto it but i mean i have no complaints over the comfort of it i think it feels great um i think maybe i could do it like tightening mine a little bit it might be a little bit too big um but again that that's completely my fault for not going ahead and doing that sooner anyway but no it, it feels great and you know when you play games like uh they're even more involved, like, you know, that thrill of the fight game and stuff where you're actually not moving your head around a lot. Um, it seems to, you know, fit to your face uh, pretty well. So, um, yeah, I've got no no complaints about, about how it feels at all. Nice, gotcha. Yep, uh, at some point, um, I, I kind of messed up where I spent some money on a new monitor. So I now have like a, it's a 1440, 1440. It's a 14, yeah, 1440, 1400. Yeah. One of those yeah. numbered P's displays, 2K display. And I'm digging it. Um, and I thought that would maybe bring me out of my depression buying something new. It did not. I just feel the same. But I have that in my in my computer room now. And it's dope. But I'm, as I was, I spent pretty much the same I would spend on like a Oculus. And now I'm thinking like, man, maybe I should have got that. Or with these two <laughs> monitors, if I sit up close to them, maybe I can replicate VR or something. Yeah. But uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah try that. But yeah, at some point, that's on the list to get. Um, but Cal, we got some PlayStation news we can jump into. Uh, we got this first one here is about PlayStation PC. Sony introduces new PlayStation PC label. This is IGN's Cat Bailey. In reflection of Sony's recent embrace of PC gaming, the platform holder has introduced the PlayStation PC brand for several of its games on Steam. The new label popped up just recently as a publisher for Days Gone on Steam and Video Games Chronicle reports that the name was registered back in oh. April. It further solidifies Sony's intentions for PC, suggesting that PlayStation intends to bring plenty more games to Steam in the near future. Um, so this is cool. They have their own little PlayStation PC label. Uh, how do you feel about this? I'm wondering if we'll get some kind of PlayStation PC 
portal eventually that kind of you know detracts from steam it's their own little thing say like epic games or whatnot but how do you feel about sony having this label now playstation pc yeah i think it it, it shows how serious they're taking it i think the the actual logo itself is, is that actually it because it, it kind of it kind of looks like someone just like slapped pc yeah i'm not really sure yeah I Googled it, found it, and put it in the doc, so I don't know if that's the actual logo. It is pretty simple. I'm hoping that they yeah. would spice it up more than that, but yeah. I think that's the same. I think it, that is the same one like I've seen, so I don't, I don't know. I hope it's not the official one and that yet to, to announce it. But um, yeah, other than that, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's really starting to um, become more and more of a thing with, with these games. Um, so yeah, it's I think it's to be expected, and yeah, be, like you said, it'll be interesting to see if they do go down the the, the sort of um, create like a their own game launcher or something like that. But <clears throat> we'd have to wait and see because their PlayStation Now app on on PC leaves a lot to be desired. So maybe it could be like a good good way to morph them both into into like the same thing. Yeah, it's true. Eventually, you'd think if they follow the same note as Xbox, they would start to merge it into one platform where you have playstation now you have playstation pc maybe even call it like pspc something like that cool and snazzy um but try to merge those as this one-stop shop where you experience playstation on your pc um but it seems like they're getting they're going that direction they're moving pretty fast with as far as what was it what was the first like big entry for playstation on pc i'm trying to now think in the past of was it horizon maybe or death stranding even though that was still like not their uh, their first party title but since then it's been pretty pretty um quickly with you know dropping these huge juggernaut titles on pc or announcing them in the very least so as far as once they decided to go to pc it's now like quickly moving that direction yeah i can't remember what it was now i think it, yeah i think it might have been like horizon or, or or you know something like that but um but yeah it, it definitely looks like you know now this has been announced that we'll probably see like even more and more come uh to to pc and um and that, that's really exciting i think yeah, I can't wait. And uh, we have some Returnal news, but I feel like Returnal is another just uh, no brainer to bring there <laughs> to have in like uh, unlock frame rates and, and graphics. It'd be really cool to see that working on PC uh, hardware. But yeah, and we have some new or some more PC news with PlayStation. Uh, we'll move on to this next one here. Transition in. We got God of War PC version is being handled by external developer. This is Matt Perzel of IGN. Sony has confirmed that the upcoming God of War PC port will be handled by Canadian studio Jetpack Interactive. The company previously provided engineer support for Dark Souls PC version. In a statement pr provided by Ars Technica, Sony said that the original God of War developer Sony Santa Monica is overseeing the PC version's development, which is being handled by Jetpack Interactive. Um, so this one's interesting because it maybe the the deal was made so soon that in the going forward, a lot of these... Uh, PC ports can be handled by their own studio, but PlayStation bought Nixes, which is a, a duck studio that specializes in porting games. They bought them back in July, and we haven't really seen any of you know any projects announced that they're going there. It seems like they're all these deals have been made where somebody else is still handling the PC ports. But I'm wondering when are they gonna you know they spent all this money, and I'm not sure how much they spent on on Nixes, but to port all these games to PC. But when will we see these games them handle these PC ports? I wonder. Yeah, it might be that um, you know Nixes have a few more you know things to to finalize and, and finish before um you know proper sinking their teeth into anything but um but yeah it's it's, it's always an exciting um thing for, you know a studio to to take on such a big project uh like that and I, I know sony santa monica will be overseeing it and everything but um it'll be you know it's, it's an awesome opportunity for the guys at, at jetpack interactive as well to to work on you know such a cool a cool project Right, for sure. And uh, yeah, I wonder eventually once they get the uh, Nix's uh, side of things up and running where they handle all the PC ports, if they start to kind of, you know, take some of the best talent around the uh, around uh, game development and just have them, you know, just exclusively do everything where they just throw them at a project, give them whatever code they need, and they just handle all these PC ports. I wonder how quickly we'll be getting these out or if they'll still have, say, like a Last of Us or something to go on a PC, if they'll still have you know, those core developers, a part of the, a part of the transition from to PC, or if they'll just let Nixes do everything on their own. I'm not sure how that works, but, um, I'm wondering if once they get into full steam, if they're just like popping these uh, PC ports out. Yeah. I think it would definitely help them going forwards. You know, it's, it's, it's always nice, you know, having an internal studio to, to sort of communicate with. Um, I mean, I'm sure no matter who, who it is, uh, that's handling, 
or whatever project it is that does end up going going to PC. I'm sure that the uh, the entire the original team or the original studio will, will have a lot of like direction in it, a lot of say. But just being able to have like an internal studio just I guess makes all that um, all the processes a lot a lot easier to to sort of manage than if you were using an external uh, studio or partner. Right. Gotcha. Yep. So uh, it's it's happening. We're getting all this PC stuff going on. It's pretty dope. Pretty dope. Uh, so we have the next one here is some Returnal news. So we have Returnal update, add save system and photo mode. This is Matt Perslow of IGN. A new version 2.0 update for PlayStation 5 exclusive Returnal has added a system that allows players to temporarily save their progress and shut down their console. This fixes a long-standing player complaint and will allow players to play a run of the roguelike across multiple sessions of play. Revealed on the PlayStation blog, the new system is called Suspend Cycle. This feature allows you to pause your current run, exit the game, and turn off your console. Rebooting the game will then allow you to continue to run. So I have the last little blurb here explains that it's not, you can't use the save indefinitely. Once you trigger the save or go back to your save, it's just, <clears throat> excuse me, deleted. And then you, you know, you lose that save point until you create a new one, I guess, at some point. But um, uh, yeah, it's it's happening. It was, uh, we knew that an update was coming up uh, down the line, a pretty beefy update. This seems to be the one. Um, how do you feel about them adding this suspense cycle feature? Yeah, I think it it's obviously something people wanted and it made sense to um have been there from from the start i think but it's not i think we we've 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 said before that it's not really something that i think will um change the the game for you know people like myself who, who, who dislike it for other reasons but um yeah i think it, it's one of those things that you kind of scratch your head as to why it wasn't in there from the start so it's nice to to see them you know listen to people and and actually uh you know take the effort to to put it in yeah and i'm a uh now gonna stop you know beating the dead horse of i think returnal's too hard i'm gonna let that go and for me until they add that something like that some kind of you know difficulty options i probably won't be going back to returnal but i you know really loved what they were doing and i'm glad that the community that wanted that pretty much that was a, a complaint from the get-go or something that they wanted community wanted so I'm, I'm glad they spent the time put it in there um but for me it wasn't the that was my hurdle of being able to save it although that's that is a it's a huge bummer where it's like you can't do anything if you're stuck in this run it's like you have to complete it but even then it's like you i guess you could we we could have always suspended our ps5 but uh having that security of a save point is what people wanted because you have updates or power outages and whatnot and you lose all your progress it's got to be crazy annoying um but for me i couldn't even get past the first biome so a save point would do me no no good at all but um, what a cool game. I'm hoping that they keep tweaking stuff and maybe some new DLC will bring me back and I'll still get my butt kicked and, and you know, jump in there. But I'm glad they're they're continuing to support the game and I uh, imagine it's a huge success and what a cool experience too. Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely, there's definitely a community there that love it. And I, th I yeah, I don't think there's anything they could probably add to it that would bring me back just because it's, I mean, I don't really play many games uh, games like that anyway uh, you know many many roguelikes and i think the only one that i have enjoyed was hades and that's only because it had such a uh like a a sort of tangible pro progression system where you could really feel yourself improving and, and getting better and i just feel like that's what returnal doesn't have and maybe that you know it's not not necessarily like objectively a bad thing but that's just that's just what i you know look for in, in those kinds of games um but yeah, no, it's done really well. It actually won um, Game of the Year, uh, the, the Game of the Year Award at the uh, Develop uh, Awards last week. So nice. obviously it's, it's doing something right. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's, it's got, you know, really great to reviews and reception. So it's just for, you know, I imagine maybe there's five people like me that they thought it was too hard, but everyone else across the board loved the experience. And I'm glad people are, are happy and I'm glad for Housemark. I think they needed a, a good uh, success, you know, after it's been a while. And so I'm happy for them. And that uh, update finally came out so people can experience that got the next one here is oh you know i forgot to mention there's a photo mode in returnal which that was one thing that should have been there from the get-go because that's such a beautiful game and so the photo mode is in there so if anything i could do that but that's about all i could actually play in the game but photo mode is there uh we did get a uh, state of play so we got a roundup here from push square this was from the state of play from last week so what was announced during sony's latest state of play live stream uh, before we jump in, uh, there was some, I saw some com complaints online, people that were, um, you know, not very impressed and I get it. But uh, from the news that they did put out saying it's third party, they're going to focus on it's 20 minutes long. 
I didn't expect anything crazy now. So it wasn't like, you know, my expectations were pretty low. Anyways, I thought it was just going to be cool updates on stuff. And that seems like what, what we ended up getting. Uh, this first one here is uh, still no release date on great looking little devil inside for PS5. And they showed off a trailer, which I have the link going, the video going as well. But um, how do you feel about this game? This one is maybe not yet on my radar. It does look really cool though. But um, yes, uh, Little Devil Inside. Uh, and this is a sequel, I want to say to it's a Little Nightmares. I think this is another addition to uh, a, a franchise already or, or a previous title. But how do you feel about Little, little Devil Inside? Yeah, I haven't actually seen much on it at all. I, I know that there was a trailer for it um, <clears throat> at the State of Play, but I haven't really looked at it. But um, yeah, I knew, I know I've seen <clears throat> lots of people think it or saying it, it looks great. And um, I like games like this, you know, that that are kind of a bit arty and a bit um, trying to do something a little bit different. Um, so yeah, it, it looks it looks really cool. Yeah, same here. Um, I'm, I might wait to see the reception on it, the reviews, but um, it does look pretty cool. I love the art style. It's just um, not yet on my radar, but um, looks like uh, that is at some point coming down the line. But they did show off that trailer as well. Uh, we got the next one here is highly rated action adventure Death Store arrives on PS5, PS4 in November. And they showed off a new little trailer for that. Um, did you get a chance to play Death Store? It was on Game Pass and I did uh, spend some time playing it there. But have you played this game at all? Uh, I haven't, no. Um, it looks really cool, though. I've just, just put the trailer on now. It reminds me a little bit of... Um... Uh, what was it called? Um, I, it was cool. I think it was like a free PlayStation Plus game at, at one point, but it, mm. it, it looks really, really cool um, as well. It looks like it'll probably kick my ass uh, if I was to play it, but um, yeah, it looks like a lot of fun. So you know me, I'm not great at these like soul style games. This one is kind of like that, but it's way more approachable. I found where it was, uh, I was able to proceed the uh, timing and the, the action with uh, your movement and whatnot that you have to understand is you know, is approachable. I felt like I could actually traverse through the world and it was still challenging um, and rewarding for when you finally beat these bosses. And it was really cool. I, I did not finish it as I don't finish a lot of games, but it's still on my Game Pass uh, uh, account. And maybe I'll jump in on PS5 to see if it looks any better. I imagine it will be. But um, yeah, it's, it's it's a cool game. I do recommend this. Um, I did finish it, but the boss battle is really fun. The gameplay is really cool. Um, but yeah, it was actually a really fun experience. Yeah, nice. Nice. That is coming to PS5 and PS4. We got the new I Know You're Big Bug Snacks fan. So we got Bug Snacks Get Bigger and Free Isle of Big Snacks update next year. Um, so they showed this off. Um, have you just, I don't know if you got to play, it was a free PlayStation Plus game. I want to say the first month of the PS5 launch. Um, I forget if you dabbled in this. I played for a little bit and ended up not being for me. But um, how do you feel about the original one and maybe this uh, DLC update. Yeah, I, I actually really, really liked it. Um, I didn't play too much of it, but I probably played like maybe two or three hours or so. Um, but yeah, I, I did. I thought it was just really, really funny. Like, you know, when you just play or you watch something and you just know that it's got like a really good sense of humor to it. Um, it you know, it constantly made me laugh. The dialogue, the little, you know, shouts at the little uh, uh, snacks would make. Um, it, it was like genuinely funny. So I did enjoy that. And I thought it was just like, it's it just so bizarre that it was kind of, um like in, like really really enticing in a way um so i don't know whether i'll go back to it but this looks like fun and it's uh it's a i didn't never expected you know them to re release any dlc for it or or whether this is just like an actual sequel um, i want to say dlc because it's like a new like, area okay yeah but i mean yeah it looks it looks like uh you know just the same kind of stupid uh fun yeah the the, the writing is uh really cool and and, and funny and that's what did a lot for me as far as keeping me engaged. Um, it reminds me a lot of, it's kind of a combination of a few different genres or, or games where I think uh, Viva Pinata, which is older school, you know, 360 game where you manage these weird animals, but it's also like Pokemon Snap where you're combining them or trying to get them to change into other forms and taking pictures by uh, messing with the environment. But then on top of that, you have this fun writing that is just weird. And aside from the, the animals being weird and, and weird amalgamations of, you know, of uh food items um but yeah it's a pretty cool unique uh experience and i'm glad people are digging it and en enough for them to support it with dlc um but yeah uh we'll see when that uh releases but it is cool they did yeah yeah and it, it it does it does kind of make me want to jump into it just look at, looking at that trailer and like being reminded of the uh the like characters and things but i just don't know whether i'll be able to get around to it because there's so many other games 
That's a thing. Yeah. And sometimes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, these little DLC updates can be beneficial where they just remind you, hey, this is there. And even if these aren't like a crazy, you know, uh, larger experience, I guess that's a negative for the people that have completed it and really dig it. But uh, for new people or people that just kind of fell off, that's just a good way to just remind you, hey, this is there more fun and jump in. And so, yeah, I might be on there. I might not because same boat. There's a ton of games that already haven't finished. And so this would be another one added to that. But um, yeah, we got the next one here is Deathverse is a PS5, PS4 multiplayer game inspired by Let It Die. So I have the trailer here. Uh, I have no idea what's going on in this trailer. It's very weird, but uh, they did show this off during the state of play. Um, it's just, you know, very... I'm assuming Japanese, just with the way that they, everything is portrayed, especially the way they portray like English and, and Americans almost in this it seems very Japanese and, and wacky, but what do you, how do you feel about this trailer? Yeah, I have absolutely no idea what it even is. Um, or like how to feel about it. Um, <laughs> not for me, I don't think, but, um, yeah, it just looks, I, I just, I, I just don't even know what to even say about it. Cause I don't know what it is what you do in it what anything means um but good on them <laughs> exactly yeah it's uh it's strange i'll watch some uh, some gameplay i'm sure but uh i don't know if i'll be jumping into that one but uh so we have that we have a cart rider drift is a free-to-play cart racer for ps4 um so i have the trail here as well um i initially thought this was i thought the main guy was uh mega man i thought this may be like a mega man you know, universe cart rider, but apparently not. Uh, this is just its own standalone cart rider. But how do you feel about this gameplay? Uh, it's the first time I've, I've seen it. I think cart races are just like a, are just always fun, aren't they? Really, um, even if you'd like end up playing like one or two races, you'll at least have fun for uh, you know, what <laughs> one of those races. But uh, yeah, I, I think it's I think it's nice to see more of them. And we had like Mod Nation races uh, back on PS3, I want to say, which uh, which was really good fun. I, I enjoyed that when that came out. So I think there's maybe a a, a little uh, hole to to fill there for like a PlayStation exclusive kart racer. Um, I know we had Crash Team Racing and everything, but um, you know something just new and fresh, and they can sort of kind of incorporate like more modern day uh kind of things especially with multiplayer and sort of social you know customization kind of things which it looks like this this game's doing so um yeah it looks it looks uh, like like fun yeah, especially going free to play i think that's a great idea to get new people in there you need uh, an install base to actually have this game you know have uh, have the servers filled online so it's a great way to get people in there and yeah this could be a cool playstation property if they play the cards right where right now it's you know the biggest a competitor would be like a Mario Kart and PlayStation doesn't really have that in the past couple of years, haven't really had anything like that. So this could be a cool uh, competitor and yeah, it looks, you know, yeah. fun at the very least. It looks fun. Yeah. I, th I think the only sort of downside I see, I just, I just don't really like the name. Um, I just don't, I, I don't know what it is about it. It just, it just kind of like, for some reason, it just looks like it sets it up to fail for some reason for, for me, but that might just be me being being a weirdo. It does sound very generic. So like just cart rider yeah. drift sounds, yeah, like you'd find it like it's an off brand of something else. But yeah, it's it's very generic. All right, we got the next one here is uh, we got a cool trailer on Five Nights at Freddy's. So Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach. I have the wrong one. There we go. Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach dated for December. Um, so this is uh, looks like the first, you know, um, first person as far as like movement based uh, Five Nights at Freddy's entry. It's on PS5. Um, how do you feel about this? Are you excited for Five Nights at Freddy's? Not really. I just, I mean, I, I don't really like Five Nights at Freddy's anyway. Well, not that I don't like it. I've just never really been into it or anything. And it has that kind of um, unfortunate fan base, uh, which, you know, other things suffer from, you know, things like Rick and Morty and stuff that there is actually normally good, but just its fan base kind of makes it like insufferable. Mm -hmm. um, but I was kind of excited to see see like a actual you know first person horror game in this in this universe. But I actually think it looks really quite not very good. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. I was yeah I was quite disappointed by. It. I think this is the only trailer I actually watched out of them out of them all, just because it was the only one that I had sort of heard of and 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 was already you know kind of curious to see what kind of direction they were going to take it down. But it just doesn't look quite right to me. It just doesn't look very scary. It looks kind of silly and um yeah it just doesn't look there's nothing there that interests me um personally but again i mean it has an absolutely massive fan base so i'm sure that there's lots of uh law five night freddy's law masters who will be uh yeah 
really excited for this one. Yeah, my nephews will be absolutely stoked to play this. Um, yeah, it's uh, this one. I've never really cared for the other ones because I think it's the way you play the game where you're kind of stuck in a location. You can somewhat swap between areas and you're managing these cameras. Um, I like the idea of them going to what it looks like where you can move around this area in first person. That seems more interesting to me. Uh, and then kind of leans more into like, I guess, uh, other horror titles that we're used to. But um, this one, I'm still curious. I want to see what the reception is, but um, I am very curious because it is a scary game. If you played some of them, they are, they're, they're really, they rely on jump scares. That's their whole thing. So maybe that with the moving around could be cool. Um, but yeah, I want to see what the actual reviews and receptions are because um, this one is kind of on my radar, but yeah, otherwise I only kind of live through this property by my nephews and they've now kind of outgrown the whole thing and they never played them either. They were just, they'd watch YouTube videos about it and then, you know, tell me about the story, but um, there, it was always too scary for them to play and I'm interested, but um, I think most likely, yeah, is it going to be, it's just going to be the same kind of Five Nights at Freddy's experience. So we'll see, but uh, they're able to land this on PS5. Cool. Um, but uh, I have no big hopes for it really, but yeah, they did show that off. Um, we got the last one here, King of Fighters XV. I'm trying to think of my Roman numerals. Is that nine? I want to say, nope, that is 15. 15, yeah. 15. Yes. I'm smart. Uh, so the beta kicks off in November. We got a little trailer here. Um, yeah. Are you much of a fighting game fan? How do you feel about this uh, this beta, this gameplay trailer? I wish I was. Um, I'm just really bad at them. Um, I, I really yeah. like the idea of being good at fighting games. And I and I love like just the general premise of like, with these characters and their own like moves. And, and they're always like, they, I think fighting game characters always have like the most amount of like attention put into them compared to like other genre of games like even if it's like you know like this game you know like your your, your typical you know japanesey like kind of fun uh kind of characters i always think they, they all just feel so like uh unique um but yeah unfortunately i probably won't play it because uh, i get my head kicked in by like even like easy ai normally so um, yeah. i'll probably leave it <laughs> yeah i'm the same where I, I wish i was i was good at these games because they are really cool like if you look at uh some of the recent mortal Kombat's or even like killer instinct on xbox that reboot they look gorgeous and they look really fun to play but i'm just terrible at them and the the community you know gets so good where it's like you can't really jump in there and have fun and if you don't already understand the you know the, the gameplay itself and aren't uh fast on the on the button presses but um i can button mash my way through it that's cool but um it is, uh, yeah, an experience or a genre that I respect and I just kind of watch from the wayside. But um, yeah, we did get that beta trailer. So that's coming off in November on PS5, I believe. Um, that pretty yeah. much rounds out the... Uh, oh, sorry, Calum, go, go for it. No, I was, was going to say, I think the, the, the thing with fighting games is as well, is like you were saying, like normally if a new game comes out, you can get into it early and, and you know, try and like um, learn it at the same time as everybody else. But... I think fighting games are in general like a a similar enough premise for like people who are good at fighting games to be maybe good at them all in in some way i mean i could be yeah. completely wrong but um i kind of get that feeling so you know it's it's always like a similar you know parry strike um you know you have like certain special abilities or whatever <clears throat> um but i think like the, the premise is always similar in how you learn <laughs> to be good at them um whereas you know like we were saying about back for blood last week it, it if you play like left for dead and you jump in and everyone's really good they know all the maps they know all the levels they know um all the different routes and all the different ways to go um but then playing back for blood which is obviously a much newer game you feel it's you feel a lot more at ease when when you're playing multiplayer with people because everyone's in the same nobody knows you know the levels yeah the the um the ways to go through them, the different enemies the different things that are like waiting for you around corners um so yeah, I think that that's what kind of puts me on fighting games because normally I, I'd, if I want to get into a certain genre, then I'd be happy to jump into a new game to try and, um, you know, get good at it at the same time as everybody else. But I just feel like with fighting games, I, I can't even do that. Yeah, same. And I wonder if it's just how our brains are wired where, you know, it's just something that we can't jump onto or or have the same commitment to, to master it and learn it. I think if a lot of these games were, they'd have to be something else that they're, that would actually appeal to me. If it was maybe open world or like you traverse through the story with the same gameplay mechanics, that could be really cool. If it was uh, something third person, um, but it's just the standard way of, you know, having the squaring <laughs> off against someone 
on the other side of the screen, it's just never uh, appealed to me, but they always look so cool. And it's just one of those things where I'm just not good at it and I got to understand it. And I find myself buying these games uh, every once in a while, like the latest Mortal Kombat. I bought that when it came out thinking I was going to, let's give this a shot and played maybe like three hours of it. And I just wasn't for me, but um, yeah, it's, it's cool. Respect it. But yeah, we got that. Uh, that really rounds out the state of play for uh, last week. So we got uh, the next one here. News article is about Resident Evil. Resident Evil Village set to receive free DLC. This is Jared Moore of IGN. Capcom has said that Resident Evil Village is set to receive free DLC sometime in the future. News of the free DLC was published in the company's recent annual integrated report as part of the lengthy document, which looks back on the studio's year as a whole and also outlines its plans for the future. Currently, it's unclear what this free DLC will be. During its E3 panel earlier this year, Capcom confirmed that due to popular demand, the studio is working on additional DLC for the game. However, since then, little more has been said on the topic. Um, so we have this last bit here. Resident Evil Village previously released Trauma Pack DLC, which launched package with the collectors, deluxe, and complete versions of the game, was mostly made up of cosmetic content. While Capcom hasn't stipulated whether or not any further DLC would be story-driven or cosmetic-based, it may be that fans receive something similar to the Trauma Pack as part of its free DLC in a future update. Um, so yeah, Kelma, I'll flip it over to you. Do you think we see some uh, some actual, you know, story-driven uh, campaign or any kind of like DLC? I know with uh, Resident Evil 7, they did offer some actual, you know, experiences you could play. I know at some point you play as, forget the name of the main dude, who's like that assassin guy, um, where he's punching boulders, that guy. Um, and then there's some other story-driven stuff. But um, do you think they support it the same way they did with RE7? Yeah, I think um, I think Resident Evil Seven is probably the the only Resident Evil game that I've only finished once, so I don't know too much about. I didn't play the the DLCs um, f- for that either, so immediately I sort of be like, oh no, prob- I can't see there being any story DLCs. But I think because of Seven, we probably will see some, and um, I think that's quite exciting just because of how good RE8 um, RE8 was. But it'd be interesting to see what what they are because um, obviously I don't want to. I, you, you, you finished RE8, haven't you? Because I don't yeah. want to spoil it. <laughs> okay, cool. Yes. Um, yeah, I'd like to know who you'd sort of play as, unless they, you know, go down the 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 Chris route, and they obviously have that part where you play as Chris in in Village, um, which uh, I thought was great as well. So it'd be cool to have maybe like an even lengthier kind of thing like that. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's I think it's more exciting for me personally that, that we're going to possibly see more story DLC like we did with Seven um, because I think Village is like a far better game. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll we'll have to wait and see. Um, I'm sure we'll probably see the uh, the trauma, whatever, the trauma pack, whatever it was called. Yeah, um, I'm sure we'll see that um, things like that being added in as well, and, and I'm hoping for like some uh some shortcuts to the infinite weapons so that i can go through and, and get that platinum trophy so i'm not really too keen uh, on playing through it again on like hard difficulty without 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 that just because of how scary i i found it yeah yeah i want to say it was a re2 remake maybe even re3 remake eventually they put out um either it was i want to say it was paid dlc at first and then it was free where you had the path to these uh to unlock some of the super weapons and maybe this is something like that especially if it's free dlc that they're saying is coming down the line then that's most likely a cosmetic or something and paid dlc would be a campaign edition but yeah if they can unlock um a route to these uh bigger weapons so you can you have the incentive to go back and play these um games on a harder difficulty to then get the platinum that'd be dope um but uh any way they support this game or give me a reason to jump back in uh, i'll take it because i had a blast and um, I was even trying to get some of the um, trophies by like speed running and using the knife and it is still doable, but it'd be cool to have, you know, another way to jump in and, and play these. Yeah, I, th- I think I, I found them. I think they're all generally doable, especially because you do and, you know, you have like new game plus essentially and um, all, all these different things that you can unlock afterwards. Um, but yeah, I just find, I just find it so scary. I just find village in particular so scary. I, I, I find like werewolves in particular scary and obviously all the the uh the dollhouse part which yeah uh, which i think every single person in the world found horrifying um so uh yeah it's just it's just me being a wimp mostly <laughs> when i have like an, an infinite rocket launcher or something uh surprisingly the game becomes a lot less scary <laughs> right yep same all right Cal, we got the next one here um some news on amy hennig studio led by amy hennig making a marvel game so this is liam crop to push score.com Skydance New Media, the developer continuing 
talent such as Uncharted creator Amy Hennig is, has today announced it's developing an original Marvel game. The title will be a narrative-driven blockbuster action-adventure game featuring a completely original story and take on the Marvel Universe. As a whole, Skydance New Media says it's attempting to make high-fidelity, richly interactive experiences crafted for traditional gaming platforms as well as emerging streaming services. Uh, which Marvel character or team the game will be based on hasn't been disclosed, but with the likes of Spider-Man, Wolverine, the Avengers, and Guardians of the Galaxy already covered, we have to assume it'll be a comic book face that's yet to receive an original title. The project also appears to be quite early in development, so likely be, likely be competing for attention with Marvel's Wolverine rather than Spider-Man 2, even though it could be still further out. Um, so this uh, was announced last week. How do you feel about Amy Hennig, who's you know from Uncharted, um, just a top-tier you know writer and person in that games industry? How do you feel about them tackling a Marvel property? Yeah, I think it's it's always nice to hear. Um, you know, someone like Amy Hennig's working on on something, especially with the amount of games that she's she's been working on and then been taken off, or, or you know, the games fallen through or whatever. So, um, yeah, fingers crossed, we'll get to see more of this soon. Um, I think I, I think just because I'm just in general general like burnt out from from Marvel um, in the in the film space mostly. Um, I'm just worried that it's not we're now going to get like a huge saturation of Marvel games, which seems to already be happening um but i'm sure you know this one in particular will stand out uh you know considering who's who's uh writing it yeah i wonder if considering amy hennig's uh pedigree with writing it seems like with a main character um as a focus i wonder if she'll tackle <clears throat> we're both just like coughing up and sorry <laughs> having I've, issues I've passed, passed you on through, through <laughs> yeah. the that's how it works that's how the internet works but with her pedigree of you know writing for single player and maybe not team based stuff, I wonder if they'll have like a Fantastic Four if that's the property they'll tackle. Where that one's more of a team, so maybe she's gonna handle a a single superhero. But um, either way, her writing's so dope and everything she touched uh, touches turns to gold. So um, I can't wait. I haven't hit that same saturation point you're feeling with some of these Marvel titles, especially with Guardians of the Galaxy. I haven't played it, but um, I was more negative on how it looked, seeing the reception. My buddy Gavin's playing it and having a blast. So I do want to jump into that one. I feel like you can nail it. Uh, and it has been nailed with, uh, say, like Insomniac tackling it. So I'm ready to see what they do. But I think I'm I'm still uh, a fan and excited to see more stuff in that Marvel universe. Yeah. And, and on that note, I think um, I think Guardians Galaxy looks great. I, I, I remember when it was first sort of shown off, I, I thought it looked really good then because it was it kind of gave me like Mass Effect vibes with how you know you go to these different planets and you've got this like squad characters that you can make different choices with that affect your relationships with them and, and things which is one thing that i loved about mass effect and and it really just gave me that kind of kind of vibe and i think guns galaxy can sort of be separated from marvel just because it is very outer worldly and very um fun and just strange and uh, and crazy just because it, it has no rules i guess because it's just so far out into space that you can just have like the weirdest and like most wonderful worlds and characters and things so yeah i i i think guys actually looks great and i think i'll probably end up getting it at, at some point but yeah i think i think it's more just i'm just worried because i i think even like with, with the movies in particular I really enjoyed like the Marvel films up to a certain point, and then it just got to a point where it's like, even if it looked great, or even if everyone was saying how amazing it was, I just, I just couldn't bear to like even put myself into that uh, kind of like sent that that kind of universe, just because it just really had. It just got to the point where like it just seemed like the same thing over and over, like at, at its core. Um, so I just hope it doesn't get like that um you know like a similar thing to like having a million world war ii games or a million uh you know games of, of a certain i just hope that it's not gonna become like a oh there's lots of money to make by slapping a bunch of marvel characters into their own games but you know at the end of the day we're, we're, we're gonna have like games for everybody um, so maybe i'm just worrying about the thing I think you're you're onto something where just making sure because they are going to continue down the Marvel um, franchise with porting those or making game experiences based on those those uh, movies uh, or the actual comic book uh, versions of them. I think you try and pick the more unique ones. Say like with Guardians, you're right where they exist in space and they can get really weird and wacky. The next one should be something that's fully 
just hasn't been seen before to stand out and to kind of separate. So it's not that overlap of we've seen Captain America a million times and Iron Man a million times. So some kind of Marvel property that hasn't been done in the movies at all that could be, you know, its own thing and could be a, a unique experience. Uh, and there's tons of characters. So, yeah, they could really go get weird with it and find something that just hasn't had a lot of shine on it lately. Um, I don't think they'll go this route, but I'm a huge fan of Blade. I feel like that could be a really dope game. The the movies, at least the first one, the first two are so cool and it's such a cool character. So, yeah, if they, there's plenty of Marvel stuff they could they could focus on, um, but they have to and maybe they don't care because they make so much money that if they put out another, you know, Avengers, it's going to sell. Uh, people are going to dig it. So, yeah. But uh, for me personally, I, I share the same boat where it's like if they lean on something that hasn't had enough attention on it, that could be really unique, especially with this writing pedigree on it. Um, I'm assuming third person kind of action style could be good. could be really good and really dope, but it's super early on. So we'll see what happens, but that was cool news that they, that yeah. she's working on that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I guess my, my main, uh, point is more about, uh, the, maybe not so much about Marvel as like a whole thing. Cause I actually forgot Blade was a Marvel character. And, and you said about Fantastic Four as well, who I'd actually forgotten about just because they hadn't. They haven't had as much treatment as all these other characters so yeah I, I guess it's more just the characters we've already seen too much of maybe yeah. so say for example it was like an iron man game or a captain america game then then that's where i'd just be a bit like oh, come on like there's just we, we've seen so much of this like in uh like the general entertainment like space so yeah i i guess it's more just i hope they don't go down the the biggest money making route which would be like your Captain America or your Iron Man or something like that, and that they go for something a bit more niche and a bit more new because the the last thing we want is to like retread ground, especially for characters, because with someone like Amy Hennig leading, you, you'd imagine that these characters are going to be really well written and um, you're going to want to really learn about them. But, you know, what's to learn about characters like Captain America or Iron Man or, yeah. um, I mean, even like Wolverine um, that, that we don't already know. So... Yeah, I'm just hoping that they're kind of a bit more like creatively um, ambitious rather than just going for where the money is. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. We'll see uh, more news, I'm sure, in the next next uh, coming years with that still early on. But we got the next article here as uh, looks like Gorilla is recruiting external studios to make New Horizon games. This is Jordan Gerblick of GamesRadar.com. Horizon Forbidden West developer Guerrilla Games seems to be recruiting external studios to develop new games in the franchise. In a Guerrilla Games job listing for co-dev producer, the studio seeks applications to or applicants to join a specialized team overseeing externally produced game projects. And while it isn't unusual for studios to outsource asset development, the job listing seems to clearly indicate that other studios will be making entire games, not just assets for games, based in the Horizon universe. As a co-dev producer at Guerrilla, uh, there's a quote, you will have, you will help us expand the Horizon universe in new and exciting directions. In this role, you'll be part of the specialized group overseeing externally produced game projects, a blur from the job listing reads. Uh, Calum, how do you feel about this uh, with Gorilla letting other devs, you know, work in this, uh, in this universe, in the Horizon universe? And do you think maybe there's a through line from this to like other Gorilla properties like Killzone? Is this maybe something that's possible or is it just going to be stuck to Horizon here? Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, it could be a whole host of things. <clears throat> you, you know, we've got PlayStation VR 2 coming eventually. So it could be, you know, like even something as small as like a a walk through the world of, of um, you know, Horizon in VR or, you know, or a mobile game or, you know, something something like that. But um, yeah, I, I, I'd, I'd love to see, you know, more Killzone properties, whether, even if it is something um small time that you know requires like doesn't require gorillas like attention but but yeah it's um it's exciting to to know that they're expanding um you know the horizon universe and you know maybe potentially other universes of, of other games um by you know getting more more people on board yeah i wonder if this shows that they're really confident with what they build with horizon and trying to build that as its own you know universe and having these other games that explore different stories and and whatnot so it seems like they're really doubling down on this being a, su a success which i think it is on ps4 already with the original um yeah i'm hoping maybe they do this it kind of gives them more time to work internally on their own stuff and maybe we hopefully see you know a kill zone brought back to life or whatever they do next is you know i'm excited for that because they've proven that whichever direction they go it's going to have that 
AAA, you know, pedigree that they're known for. Um, but this, I'm just selfish in wanting them to go back to that, that, uh, Killzone franchise. And maybe this you know, opens them up to do that. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's cool news. It's just interesting to open that up and have other devs work on their, their love property. All righty, Callum, that is, uh, it for the news this week. We can end it there. Do you have any plans for the rest of the week as far as what you're playing? I don't think anything crazy is popping up, but I know this holiday season this year, it's like all the games are dropping now, but I'm trying to think of what comes out next week or what's on your horizon anyways. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not too, too sure what's coming out. I was actually completely surprised by Guardians of the Galaxy releasing. I knew that it was it was coming, and and yeah, but I, I was really excited for it when I first saw it, um, the, the first sort of trailer they announced. So I'm sure that came out really, really quickly. I think that's why it took me by surprise so much, because um, I'm fairly sure like the announcement trailer was only a few months ago, unless life's just going extremely fast. Um, but uh, but yeah, I think I'll just I'll, I'll, I want to finish Bioshock Two. Um, I, I made some good progression on it today, but thanks to the completely broken remaster collection, I lost like two hours uh, worth of uh, progress because the game doesn't auto save and then it crashed. So uh, ah. that was that was good fun, and it's not the first time I've lost progress uh, on this exact game uh, for a completely different uh, reason as well. So. Um, having a little bit of frustration with this uh, collection but the game itself is uh, i absolutely love it and it's just getting better and better and uh, yeah so hoping to finish that off uh, probably go for the platinum just because the platinum's on bioshock aren't too aren't too difficult but um yeah and then hopefully i'll after i finish that um i mean i've been playing some back for blood as well sort of in the evenings uh you know with a friend but um i i was very close to buying ratchet and clank today but it's just the the f- I just know it's going to go on sale soon, um, so I uh, I don't want to don't want to splash out seventy pounds and then see it's like forty like tomorrow or something stupid like that. Yeah, gotcha. Now you're talking about Ratchet and Clank, the the last one that they released. Yeah, yeah, the newest one. Yeah, gotcha. I thought you already owned that. No, no. I, I it's really strange. It, I obviously I was like super excited for it, and it was going to be like a day one buy and everything. But because it came out when I didn't have internet it just kind of put me off getting it um because gotcha. i don't be on on my playstation around then and now it's sort of when i go to buy it i'm like well it'll probably go, go on sale i'd imagine around now because you know, it's been yeah. out for a few months and um you know I, I can just imagine it going on sale so uh, maybe that's me being a bit hopeful but um yeah i just I'm just worried now that if i if i buy it for 70 pounds it'll go on sale like straight after so i'm just gonna bite the bullet and wait i've got enough games to play anyway so um yeah so hopefully by the time i finish bioshock 2 it'll be a sale and then i'll grab that if not i might um just go on to bioshock infinite and uh, play through that yeah i think you're right where i feel uh a sale coming uh you know at least after november holiday season yeah for sure i think that's one that's mm. due for a sale i think even uh, Deathloop yeah. got dropped to uh like 20 bucks off uh recently and that came out not that long ago so i could see um ratchet also getting a discount and um yeah with uh with just going back to bioshock um that the second one which i think you're playing now i never spent enough time in there and uh i always mean to go back to it because i guess because i remember when it came out another studio was handling the sequel and i thought "Ah, i just uh i wasn't for some reason it just wasn't uh uh, clicking for me but uh, i've only heard good things about it especially the there's that minerva's den dlc that though that team that worked on it ended up making or going starting their own studio called Fulbright, which made Gone Home. Like the, that DLC is really really loved. Um, I don't know if the collection comes with that as well, and I own the collection too. But um, yeah, I, I keep meaning to go back to Bioshock Two. It's uh, it seems like a really cool experience, and then Infinite I loved and played a ton of. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think <clears throat> I think it's very very common. You know the way you thought I was the same. Uh, my friend was the same. He's a big Bioshock fan, um, and I think it's just like a general like consensus online that people just didn't take to it for you know before they even played played much of it because it was just not you know it wasn't ken levine it wasn't the same writers it wasn't the same studio but i've got to say you know there's nothing it does worse than in the first game in fact it might be something's better i think uh, but i think the first game will always be better just because it came out first and it was the first time you got to experience rapture similar with like um uncharted 2 and 3 um, I think like it's one of those things where if 
3 came first or if Bioshock 2 came first then maybe it would be um you know the other way around but yeah it's it's really really uh, great I, I i really really love it and aside from the the bugs that seem to have come with this uh, remaster collection um it's uh, yeah i'm really 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 enjoying it so um i definitely recommend you know if you if you like the first one and you never finish the second one definitely give it a try because it's basically just more bioshock one um obviously it has some differences with you playing as a big daddy and, and everything but like essentially it feels very similar exactly the same kind of vibe really really great writing and interesting characters and and things to find um so yeah definitely uh i'd uh recommend recommend that as well gotcha yeah it's on my never-ending list of games to get back to yeah. and that's on there but um yeah cool we'll end it there for the week where can they find you online uh, you can find me on Twitter at Bear Monroe. I actually uncharacteristically posted an extremely political tweet uh, today about Bioshock 2, um, oh. saying about people who harvest little sisters uh, just just don't even <laughs> don't even like talk to me. Uh, yeah, it's just such like a it's just such like a stupid choice like just no good thing about it, and it's yeah, it's just I think that's just like such a massive red flag for. Like just a human being if they if they do that yeah because they also you have to hold them up like it you know they're up in your face and yeah. pleading for their life it's like yeah you have to it's not fun to go that yeah. route although are the yeah. trophies yeah. locked to yeah. this no so i actually think uh the trophies are I, I don't think you get a trophy for harvesting them all or harvesting one in particular i think i mean i might be wrong for the second one but for, for, for the first one certainly the only trophy tied to them is uh saving them all um gotcha. or saving or harvesting like one of them um but you can still get the treasure by saving them so there's just no benefits i mean you get like more adam um like straight away but then you miss out on like loads more adam later on so mm. it's just yeah it's just you know some people are just absolute uh, uh idiots <laughs> yeah there's serial killers out there <laughs> yeah all right, Callum, we'll end it there for the week and keep up the show as well on Twitter at Plascart Pod. That is it for us. We'll see you guys next week. Bye bye.